It's my favorite part of every superhero movie. It's the origin story, and everybody has one. Welcome to Pinecone Turkey's The Origin Story Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Henry Harris, and it's my privilege to interview superheroes from all walks of life to find out how they got from A to B, to see where they might be going next, and how we all can learn from their journey. Or at least that's what I used to do. I have not recorded an episode like that in quite a while. It's been a combination of things, but certainly COVID, depression are the main factors. But I will be revamping the podcast in June of 2022. I have an idea for a new version that really, really excites me. And I am uh, excited to share that with you in the future. And I'll definitely let you know when we are fully back. In the meantime, I hope you'll enjoy this process podcast edition with Will Haraway of the Sundogs and the Haraway Brothers. As you may know from previous process episodes, Will and I get together to discuss the making of our stuff from time to time, uh, acting and writing for me and songwriting and performing for Will. And this is a fun episode. The Sundogs have a brand new album out, Embroidered Rose, which we talk about in depth. I hope you listen to the end. Uh, one of the songs on the new album, Full Speed Ahead, was debuted right here on this podcast. It was a solo acoustic uh, non-final version. And, and at the end of the episode... You can hear a mix of the two versions kind of spliced together and see how it evolved. Uh, I need to apologize for some of the audio. I did the best I could, but it's definitely not perfect, but I think it's good enough. And any mistakes you hear are on me and not Will or the band. Okay, let's get to it. Uh, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for listening. Will Haraway. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the podcast. I know. It's been too long. It has been too long. Do you know how long it's been? Uh, I would guess it has been a year. Yeah, uh, about a year and a half. Oh, my God. February 19th, 2020. Before the world went to hell. Right. Right then. Like right really around then. Right then. The last thing I did was go to a wedding in Coral Gables in the end of February, like that leap year weekend. Yeah. And then right after that, at least for us, we kind of kind of shut down, basically. Yeah. I mean, we all did. Um and I was going back and listening to a couple of our uh, podcasts we've previously done. And in one of them, you are mentioning, in fact, this last one, the February 19th, you bring up a show that I think you just unfortunately had to cancel. Oh, the combo God. petty show with a lot last Walsons <laughs> ensemble. Yeah, I did. Uh, but that was the first, I guess, incarnation of that How was coming funny. up. That's right. We were we had just started brainstorming that. That's exactly <laughs> right. And we were get, that's right, because then we were going to do that. In like April of that year, and then obviously that canceled, and so then we're and then they offered another date, which was August twenty eighth, this coming up Friday, and of course we were like August twenty eighth. Well, this will all be over by then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No Let's problem. do it then. This is gonna be great. Everybody's gonna be wanting to go to these shows. Yeah, and everybody does want. Everybody to does, but, they, but but they want to see them outside. Is what is what we've determined. Yeah, I that's think that it. I think that's about right. They did, want to see them outside. Did uh, was it the venue's idea to cancel or your walls or just it was a, just it made was, sense? We we just had a phone call about it and had a talk about it and what are other shows doing or what are uh, what are ticket sales looking like for other shows and what are you, what are people saying and they're just they. It's everybody's just paralyzed. These indoor venues are in a real pickle right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, I believe you. You know, um, 
And I, I, I haven't been to an indoor show myself. I am planning to go to one here in a couple of weeks. So. And you performed at one. <laughs> and I performed at one. That one, I, we didn't have much choice there. But it was funny because the, the, the mask mandate came down on Wednesday of that show. You know, oh, like did that, it really? Yeah. The, the remasking? Yeah. Like, like the show was Saturday and the, and, the, and the mask mandate came down on Wednesday. It was all just happening in real time. Way too... I mean, it was really frustrating because you just literally don't know what you're supposed to do. And you've got this whole new album, which we're going to talk right. about in just a second. Or two, so- and you're proud to display it. And the Wednesday before? Yeah. Crap. Thank you, Keisha. Everybody's doing what they got to do. I get it. But yeah, it was just a little frustrating not knowing what with with no God. You know, it was just like, okay, everybody's back. Oh, well, but wait, does everybody really like, are they right, force like, this? Um, is does that mean we still play? Is it was you know it was like what's the right move? And yeah. what we ended up doing was just was just playing the show, and people brought masks, and some people wore them, and some people didn't, and it seemed fine. Yeah, you know, it was uh, a great show, and it, I, I want to talk about what do you think of what Jason Isbell is doing with? Uh, I love it. Kind of yeah, me too. I love it. I wish everybody would do it. I mean, I, I, the, the way I mean, the way I feel about it, honestly, is it's fine if you don't want to get vaccinated you just don't get to go see the shows yeah don't, I mean, don't go anywhere it's just don't uh, go indoors anywhere is I, where I, I am you, I'm totally fine with personal freedom and choice and all that but I mean the rest of us they're going to get vaccinated and go do this stuff it's kind of I don't know any other way to say it. I mean, I know that's what I want to do so that's easy for me to say it right. and I'm directly affected by it certainly but I mean, I go to so shows too. I'm going to a couple, in a couple. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm going to go to an indoor show. I'm going to see the Future Birds. They're playing the Eastern. I, I don't know if that's still going to happen. I mean, shows are still our indoor shows are canceling. Yeah, we were, we we sort of did it early because we just I kind of had an inclination and talked to my guy over there and and he's a friend of mine and we were like, yeah, let's just reschedule it. This is too weird. And now you're starting to see it happen all over. You know? Yeah, and you see like you you were asking about Isbel, but you see what's happening is a lot of people are looking at their indoor venues and canceling that and then immediately looking for the same weekend outdoors. Right. You know, and like Isbel just booked something at a brewery in Athens. Yeah. That's all you that. know. After his venue, they would not do, they would not either do have to be fully vaxxed or the two mi- to proof of, yeah, proof of testing. negative in 72 hours. Yeah. The Dragon Con is doing that this weekend. Like, I think every single venue, yeah. that, that should be what it is. I mean, because uh, then the people that are there can, can actually friggin' enjoy it. Yeah. It's, it's weird. And, and, and the bands are getting it too. And that's a whole thing that is not, you know, like I'll give you an example. We went, uh, it was Aaron's birthday uh, this past Saturday, and we, when we took advantage of one of these shows, we went and saw the Tedeschi Trucks band. It was out at Gwinnett, uh, the the Gwinnett Braves or Gwinnett Stripers or whatever. Yeah, really? The little was, minor league park? It was park? out at their minor league park. They played out in center field. It was That's fantastic. cool. It was fantastic. I mean, fantastic. It yeah. was really lovely. Um, but you could see that they did some COVID things themselves, is that normally they're like a 16 piece band, right? Um, two drummers and horn section and you know five backup singers. Wow! And in this case, they just didn't have the horn section and they had two singers, and it was and only one drummer. And I can only assume uh, that that was you know the horn sections or you know there's no getting around it. It spits fluid through the horn, <laughs> you know, and and the backup no singers are singing all over each other. And if any, if the band gets COVID, then they got to cancel shows, and they don't get to make money. They don't get to yeah. make a living. So, it, it, uh, 
So you know, but 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 I think you're going to see that until this normalizes. But I guess the, the the best way to say it is that at least there's there's some shows they're just outside. You know, to be, yeah. And the day that we canceled that one, literally the next day, we got an offer to go play an outside thing up in Roswell, which we just finalized today. And it's it's just it's what people want. I can't. Uh, it's it's I can't blame anyone. I mean, it makes total sense. People want to be, feel safe. They want to be outside. And, yeah. You know, and that's a that's that's normal yeah definitely uh and the other thing that's happening recently is uh charlie watts died mm. today today god bless man that's such a loss you just felt like those guys were going to live forever i mean oh. everybody jokes about it but you really just sort of felt like they were just going to live forever completely and i i don't know if, if there was a deadpool on the band i'm sure some morbid person somewhere right. has one but you know i don't know who had charlie watts right golly um yeah, man. Uh, 80 years old, life well lived, amazing player, you know. Uh, they have a tour booked. I, I wonder what's going to happen with that. I mean, he had already blessed Steve Jordan to be the drummer. I actually have tickets for when they play at the Benz. It was oh, ro- nice. rolled over from last year. Oh, very cool. Know? Um, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. we'll see. I mean, that's such a blow to them. It's like they're, you know, it's their, their brother. Yeah. You know. So. It'd be hard to imagine continuing on. Rest in peace, Charlie. God bless, man. I love that man. Amen, amen. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the new album. Oh, I'd love to. Because I had a ball at the show, and I think the album is fucking great. Thanks, I'll just man. i really honest I with you. I was really proud that you were there. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, there's not a bad song in the bunch, well, we... which is hard to say, you know, honestly, for <laughs> most albums. That's definitely the, the low bar to clear. We'll take it. <laughs> that's not a low bar. Come on, man. Get real. How many albums you listen to and you're like, you know, yeah, there's this, usually a clunker. this could have been one shorter. There's usually a clunker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's not on this. So that, well, I don't mean you. that as a low bar. No, at all. I think I'm just laughing. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I, I, you know me. I like I like to self-deprecate yeah well it's it's we all do it's easier that way right yeah yeah <laughs> can't get hurt that way michael and, yeah so uh, so obviously i loved it and obviously i thought it was so damn cool when i got to hear it and my notes are bad because uh, you played for us on this process podcast yeah. like three <laughs> maybe three podcasts ago one of the earliest versions of the closing song yeah and yeah it was so friggin' cool oh, that's to then yeah. hear it live with the whole band yeah. and a ton of people. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah, it was that fucking is fun. Great. I didn't think about that until you mentioned that. We it did was do that on the really, podcast. really, really, yeah, really full cool. Speed ahead, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just want to kind of. Started here, buddy. Is that fun? Yeah. That's fun. I felt like I was like on the inside. Yeah. Um, so I walk first of all, just walk me through the whole the, the night and what you're feeling. What is what what the kind of the show is like? Well, that, I know you had some stress going yeah, on. Yeah, that was stressful. Thing. I won't lie about that. That that was super stressful. Just 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 because of uh, just knowing if that meant no anybody was coming and what that meant and if that was okay and just wrapping your head all around that. But um, but beyond that, um, once I knew that there was a bunch of folks out a bunch of people that i love and respect were there that's certainly my, my older brother drove in we had a singer star a friend of ours uh drive in from austin and all that kind of cool oh, stuff wow, happened that's that, cool. we, that we weren't aware of that that just kind of happened on the fly so but but once we started man it was it was uh it was a blast you know we we didn't want to it's always hard when you're delivering 10 songs into the world that no one's ever heard before. You know, you, you want people to stream in in advance, but we only gave you a day. You know what I mean? So it's like not everybody 
the hops on that thing on new release Friday, like like geeks like me do. You right. know what I mean? And just you know, but uh, but but at the same time, I mean, so, so we we tried to plan it out like we did the first uh, four in a row, you know, the way that it is on the album. And then stopped, you know. And then we we did some covers, you know, and 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 you know did some petty, which obviously we love, and and then we sprinkled them in throughout the rest of. The, we ended up doing all ten of them. I thought that was a really great way to do it. And I, oh, I noticed that, and I thought I didn't realize Sundog was a its, it's own a song. song. I yeah. thought it was the lead in because it leads in really well to space yeah, and it's time. A song. It's a written piece. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, thanks. So that's the first thing I kind of want to talk about is yeah. the the sound on Sundog, which was to me very reminiscent of the Blade Runner kind of soundtrack yeah. and noises oh, like that, and this kind of that. space, um, it's like kind of like a cosmic kind of sound to mm-hmm. it. That appears several different times in the album. Yeah. And so I wanted to know what inspired that. Like, where did that kind of hook kind of come in, well, come, in come through? You know, I, um, I, I wanted it to be like, if you think about, simply, if you think about something like Abbey Road, you know how the last half, the whole side B of Abbey Road is one song, pretty much. It starts with Sun King and ends with uh, uh, the, the end. And a little Your Majesty thing, but really to the to the end, and it's really just one continuous song. And I love, and I'm a, I love it when that happens personally, uh, when somebody has thought it out that much. Um, and the, the other bands that I really love uh, that do that, like Widespread Panic, did that until the medicine takes in like a three song section, and the War on Drugs does that, and uh, Lost in the Dream in like a three song section. And there's a there's a there's a ton of other, you know, uh, instances like that. But but. Um, I had written Space and Time and I don't know if she's home and realized that they ended in the same key, basically. And I was just like, guys, let's connect these in some super weird way, you know, in fun way. And and, and, and we had already decided that we really wanted exactly what you're talking about. A lot of like cosmic, spacey, uh, you know, just just. Uh, synthesizer sort of fuzzed out weird stuff in there because what we didn't want the record to be was just the same nothing against any of these records these are all my favorite records the sound we did we did not want it to just be the the roots rock americana record you know it is that i recognize that it is that but i but but we wanted to throw in a few curveballs to make the sound a little bit something different and just be different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Com- completely. I want to play just a little bit of the Sundog oh, to give people, give yeah. people, give people a taste of it. And I'm going to skip to the very end of it because it just because it blends so well with the next song.
I'm flying with the heavens on my right And I'm feeling fine <laughs> uh, but, so, but live, so when Because the, when, the, the first two songs are what I would think of when I think of like what like what I expected, but better. Oh, that's, does that make that's sense? Yeah, like they're sure, really beautiful sure. songs. They're really well crafted songs. Thank you. Great choruses, great yeah. hooks. Uh, the story in uh, I don't know if she's home was it just hit me hard. Yeah, and I love it. We've all been there. Um, that's the idea. And love will lead us through. I just thought it was just a really beautiful song and a great song to open both the album and the show with uh, because it because we kind of needed to hear it. Yeah, you know we need a little faith. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of love that beginning, but then when you hit the sun dog, I was like, holy shit. All right. What are we doing here? This is cool. Yeah. Like I did not see this coming and it transitioned so well into space and time, which I've been debating what song is my favorite, but certainly space and time is up there. Oh, thanks man. Um, I, I was so, and I would love for you to talk just a little bit about that song Absolutely. because it is sonically just fascinating. It blends so well with the sun dog and I'd, yeah. I, and, the, and it just changes too. Like, You know, it, it, it was just this little thing that I played around the house for months and just really liked it, uh, just as a, almost like a little picking exercise. I just kind of liked it as a just as a fun little thing to play. And like I had shown it to Lee and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but I kind of like this. And he's like, keep, you know, keep at it, whatever. And then once we started on the record in November, I think it was right around October, November of, of 2020 was when we really, you know, really, really started digging in. Um, once we started going, I was like, okay, now I have to finish it. You know, it, now, <laughs> yeah. now I've got to finish that song. And which is sort of how it goes. A lot of times you get inspired, you're, you, you start to think about like crafting, like, okay, what's next? Cause I think, you know, the first, one of the first things we did was level lead us through. And then I think the next thing we did after that was, it, cause in a way I was trying to, cause we hadn't done this with Jeff Mills, the, who was our drummer and he was producing, with with Kevin Thomas together, but it was at his studio. So he's also engineering, and he's a lovely, wonderful studio. I think I told you about it. It's just spectacular place, and 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 in a way, I'm almost trying to sell it to him. In a way, like I, not you know what I mean. Of course, I'm trying to impress him. Like just like okay, here's this sound, and here's this sound. Like here's this big rock sound. Like the full speed ahead was like the next thing we did. I was like, okay, now here's this thing. A little that's completely different from those other things. Yeah. And it was just that little picking thing, you know, and 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 came up with the the chorus and 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 the idea behind it was like just just it, it felt like uh, ethereal. It, it did feel like that sort of a a, a a a cosmic sort of a thing, and and so my mind just sort of went to that. What if I was floating above the earth you know and and what if i was looking down upon the earth and 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 what would i see and what and and what would i miss i'd miss my family and my wife and all those sorts of things and then that sort of evolved into making it be sort of about death you know what i mean and like if i if, if this is the journey let's just say that my soul is floating away into the next phase or whatever what would i think about 
Yeah. You know, and that's that's really what this, you know, I'd be going on through space and time and that I would still, you know, have love for these people and my and my wife and my and my family, really. You know, it's just uh, I tried to give you the best. I, I tried to do the best I could. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically that's basically yeah. the thing. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful sentiment, and it goes with the song. And again, when the chorus, you know, is uh, and so anytime I make a reference and like it's offensive to you, no, so I'm about no. to say what I think, but you might hate this fucking band. I don't fucking know. Probably not. Uh, so, so, but the chorus felt very Crosby, Stills and Nash, oh, in like in come a on. way that makes me really happy. Yeah, come on, I love uh, that. It just felt I don't know. I felt really good, mm-hmm. and I like the pedal steel, I like the keys. Look at this all. Anyway, it's a really to good have song. A ton of space. You know what I mean? Like, and I mean that in all of the ways. Yes, it is about space, but it's also <laughs> we wanted it to have space and air, right? And you know, let the let the pedal steel travel and let the let the the harmonies be sparse and and sort of sitting in their own little spot you know the the oohs and the ahs and yeah and and to sort of and just to build and take you on a little journey that's what it is it felt like a yeah. little slow burn and then boom we're in this thing and then we go anyway so i really 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 dig that song um I don't know who sung "Forgiving Myself." Who's, oh, that's that? John. Yeah, that's John Harris. Okay, yeah, that's John's song. So he sings that and "Hanging On." on that's that, cool. On the record. Yeah. Uh, and so, how did you decide who would sing what? Well, it's really who. If you write the song, you sing the song. Gotcha. You know, because it's because especially because the way we do it now, it, it generally is it's super story based and it's it's about something, you know, just like space and time, you know, or love will lead us through. You know, and the person that is going to deliver that song best is the one that can deliver it emotionally. It's the thing that I've learned. You know what I mean? And I and I learned the hard way because I used to give songs away to Lee to sing because I didn't like my voice that much earlier in our, you know, recording career or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I, would, I would didn't like my voice, so I would say, "Lee, you just sing this, man. I'll sing the harmony," which is fine. And it, and we did a lot of good songs that way. But but as I started to write more personal things then you know there's no one that's going to be able to deliver that better than better than me right you know what i mean um and and john is a great example of that i mean those those two songs are are you know they're they're insightful and uh they're they're very him i mean forgiving myself he's i mean that was again another song because it's personal and true that it's universal like who the hell doesn't struggle with that kick their own ass (laughs) you know because you know he's kicking his own ass exactly so yeah man uh i'm uh yeah that one and and his other one uh, hanging on that one regularly makes me tear up you know because of just the way that it is uh who who doesn't feel these you know these feelings you know just just having tough times and walk and trying to hang on through them yeah again especially right now right or yeah everything's exacerbated right now it is it's almost heightened states of everything. It is, but I'll tell you that we were conscious of it. Um, now that those those songs, uh, "Love Will Lead Us Through," in particular, um, you know, "Hanging On," in particular, uh, uh, "Song of Resurrection," in particular. I love those songs. Thank too. you, sir. Um,
but 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 even full speed ahead on the other side of that coin you know th- those are certainly you can you can draw some pandemic references in there and we're I'm totally good with that I think it's I, th- it, I think it's natural to do that you know I mean full speed ahead that's why that song's last is just like it didn't turn out that way, but <laughs> yeah, right, right. Not quite there yet. But <laughs> so we we got it, we got through it. Like it starts <laughs> with love. Will, it is supposed to. This was intentional. Love will lead us through. Is hopeful and full speed ahead is the the exclamation point. Like we did it or whatever. Yeah. you know. But then along the way, you know, you don't want to get too. Uh, you, you know, you don't want to get t- too deep. I mean, not to, so we've got the, you know, the I don't know if she's home and embroidered rose and some of those that are a little lighter, a little funnier. Yeah, a little more, a little, a little yeah. more fun, again, yeah. story based. Uh, let's talk about all of this because this is the first ball- yeah. ballad on the, uh, on, yeah. the, on the album. It's you singing, correct? No, it's my brother. That's okay. Lee. That's Lee's song. That's Lee's I have I have different sounding voice from Will, I think, but maybe still Will? No, well, that, well, that makes sense because <laughs> we're brothers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Easily mistaken for each other in uh, our um, voice and face the whole, for our entire lives. Really cool song. Talk about a cool, again, slow build into some awesome stuff. Um, you, oh. brought, you brought in other people on this song. For, yeah. Can we talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Well, um, well so... Benji actually is a, a part of our band. He is a Sun Doctor. Yeah, he's part of the band. Um, and he plays on, I want to say, seven to eight of the tracks. Um, you know, and, and he and John are together on Full Speed Ahead, which is great. We had never done that before where they both played on something together. So that's a nice little moment. Um, you know, left and right guitar, big Stones thing while we're talking about Charlie Watts, you know, the left and right guitar. So that was super cool. But, um, but yeah, so 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 Benji, uh, you know, that's a real showpiece for him because of the way that guitar solo is and the, and the whole thing. But it was but it was uh, Kevin's idea to bring in April, and he had known April from um, uh, Bradley Cole Smith's uh, Elvis show uh, that he does with Rob Jordan, where it, Rob is basically Elvis, and it's really great. But um, she he does backup singers and a real Elvis like Vegas style Aloha from Hawaii show outstanding and, yeah and and April had done that and so he's like what I really want this to be is like bring in the female voice let her sing with Lee build to it and then have that moment where they sort of duel together you know between Benji and, and her and that was, it was all him and, and it's an example of the way that we sort of approached this record is is just if you've got an idea let's follow that idea all the way to the end. And like that was Kevin's idea, so we followed it. And we're like, all right, that sounds like a great idea. And he shepherded it and we supported it. And that's what I, I'm actually very proud that that's the way we did it. You know, we, we, just, we didn't, nobody would say no. Nobody would shit on an idea. You know, and like my idea to, to, to bridge the songs, like, and do it in some synth pad thing, which is kind of weird, sure. But, but, you know, they ran with it. And Kevin went back and wrote that piece and was like, I think I got it. Boom. And it was like, yep, that's it. Nailed it. Was, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's, when you're when you're dealing on something creative like that, if it's it's best if if you have a team, you know, just uh, be a team. You know, I love so, that it, support. I love that. And yeah. I love that philosophy as far as creating together. It probably doesn't always work out that way. There'll probably be times where it won't work out that way. But but at least in this case, it it, it did. It, it worked that way. There's several instances where, and that's that's just a couple of them. You know, and even um, even on the times where. It, I mean, there's two ways it cannot work out. It cannot work out where you are fully supporting the vision, and, yeah. and everybody at the end of it is like, "All right, well, this doesn't quite work." Right. 
I mean, then you can have where no, I think it works and I doesn't, and that's that's a whole other thing. Well, but I love the fact that you that, that you, as a team y'all go there, and that's yeah. the philosophy behind. Because it. it was late in the process. There was another thing I think with um, Song of Resurrection where we've got one of the weird sound effects in there, and there was a different sort of a sound effect in there, and I was immediately like, I don't I don't know about that, fellas. And then like I thought about it like an hour later. And then I said, I, I, I think I'd gone home from that session that day, and I and I texted them both, or I might have even called Jeff, and I was like, "Hey, I was wrong. I like the idea. I just have a different idea." I was like, "So let's. Here's the. Other, I think you're in on the right track. But what if we tried this?" And so that was like a and and because I thought about exactly that, I was like, "Man, that's not cool. That's. I see what they're trying to do. I don't need to just just because it's wasn't exactly what I was thinking. Just shit on it, right?" You know? So I sort of stepped back and was like, hey, let's revisit that idea next time we're together. And we did, and came up with something that, that worked great. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about the recording process? Sure. Uh, it's COVID. Right. Um, is it, did that change things? Did it not change things? Um, with us, it didn't really change anything. We, we, we were all pretty safe uh, about, I mean, you know, I was mostly at home or, you know, and... and I don't know. I w- you know, and there wasn't anything to go to. You know what I mean? And and the kids were going to school and all that kind of stuff. And the and the re- this was really what we did. You know, this is this is what we this was our this is what we worked on. You know, so so it really didn't change anything. I mean, we worked. We, we just built it track by track. You know, and it would it would it would generally start with an acoustic track. You know, from me um, or from Lee or John, and uh, and we would just sort of build it. And sometimes that acoustic track would stay and sometimes it would just be the uh the the framework of the song and and like uh bradley actually bradley cole smith plays a couple of uh, three songs on this he plays the acoustic uh it you know where we just took out the the previous recorded track and had him redo it just because he's a he's an excellent guitar uh, he has really great touch on the on the acoustic guitar and the at both six and twelve string. So so he's on three of those songs, just in, and those are more just ideas. I've, either Jeff or Kevin was like, we should have we should have Brad play it, and I was like, all right, yeah, let's do that. If he wants to do it, that'd be great because everybody knows what a great player he is. It's like, you know, and and that's part of it too is to really serve the song and not be precious about parts. Like, well, wait, that's I played that. You know what I mean? Like that needs to be there, or whatever. You know, it's like, no, man, he can play it better than you. It's okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's all right. You do great. Things you're still too, good. Like yeah. you're, you're still good, dude. You're still cool. You yeah. know, it's all, all. But that having that egoless approach about things and just trying really hard to just be as good as you just make everything as good as you can possibly make it was the goal. Was uh, most of the stuff recorded like separately, or were y'all together? I don't really know how this. No, works. no. Well, generally, somebody you know, you bring in a song, um, and you just build it. Honestly, but 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 it it evolves over time. Like I can give at least two examples here, and maybe three, two, but two real extreme ones. Songs that I wrote, um, the title track, "Embroidered Rose," and then uh, "Song of Resurrection" in particular. Where we, I, I, these are songs that I wrote. These are songs I wrote on guitar, and they were just different. They're not the way they started. Like the way they ended up is not where they started. And like I would, I like a way slower tempo or a way slower feel or just a slower, you know, vibe or a mellower vibe. And uh, Kevin and Jeff would live with them, particularly Jeff, who's you know he's playing the drums on these and trying to find like a cool feel, you know, trying to find a groove. 
you right. know, to, 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 to latch onto. And like Embroidered Rose in particular, I think they had done a session without me, or maybe they'd done one with John and then worked on that at the end of it or something like that. And, and then they, they sort of prepared me like, hey, this is different. It's, it's, we changed it. You know, like, it's different. And, and, and then before I showed up the next day, like, just so you know, <laughs> yeah. we changed it. I was like, okay, that's cool. And they had sped it up, like, I don't know, three times as fast. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, but I mean, within 30 seconds, I was in. I was like, y'all nailed it. That's great. Like, that's oh, so that works. Better. And, I, and I gave them, you know, both songwriting credits on it, you know, because, sure, I wrote it, but that, that song never is, a, is what it is now without their 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 collaboration stamp on it yeah absolutely that so that's a good example another one like with song resurrection is really interesting in that that one was another sort of a slow dirgy feel and we tried so many that was probably the hardest one to get and jeff finally was just like he got it like he i think he sent us a text in the middle of the night you know like at like 2 a.m like finally got it you know finally got it and he had like a bourbon drink (laughs) And then the next day he showed it to us and he had finally gotten it. And what we decided to do with that, just to give you an example, we already had an acoustic track that I had put on there and then his new drum beat, which is the one you hear. And then we laid down a bass lick with that. I did the bass bass on it so that we had that all set. So that foundation was set. And then what we decided to do was completely strip out the previous acoustic track, just take it all the way out so that now all you hear is the drums and the bass and the vocal. Okay. So, but the guitar's out. And then we invited Benji in, and we took all that out because we did not want him to have any preconceived notion as to what to play. Oh, fun. So that he could just play whatever, and, and we would be with him, and we could guide him whether or not we liked it. But, of course, we loved it, and it was perfect. You know, But it was just the idea was just give him an open canvas to play with. Yeah. You know, so that's a, re- that's a really good example of you know, uh, the process and, and how it can take some, some different twists and turns. Because, I mean, th- that one, we were struggling with that one so bad that I thought it might have just be a shitty song. You know what I mean? Like, where I was, like, going, like, kind of getting uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. like, like, maybe this doesn't like, work Maybe it just sucks. Maybe I just <laughs> blew it, guys, and we don't need to work on it, and I should go back to the drawing board and come up with something that's better, you know? Yeah. And then they made it into this super cool thing. It's one of my favorite songs on there. It, it, it reminded me it reminded me a little bit of some Tom Petty stuff, and but then I well, love yeah, the space got, sounds. And then yeah. it just also looks like a little pop song, like, yeah. in a really great, fun <laughs> way. Like, I again, this is... <laughs> Thank you for that. This is in that my... That is absolutely the idea. This is in the running. For no, me, for thank my, you. my favorite. That, hey, dude, that's exactly what it's supposed to be. That's what I'm saying. A, a pop song, yes. Like a, something you would hear, like a cheap trick sound, you know, like that kind of a thing. That's exactly right. That's what we were going for. Yeah, I, I, I dig that one a lot. Trying um, hard. I mean, because the thing is, is, as I was saying on the front end, I have a ridiculous Southern accent. I play, <laughs> you know, country music and have, and have listened to it my entire life. The music I come out is going to sound that way anyway, no matter what I do to it. Right. So let's try really hard to at least get there around the bend. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) I do indeed. Yeah. So write a pop song, write a, you know, all those kind of things. Yeah. Um, Embroidered Rose is a great song. You named the album after it. Yeah. Uh, Tell me me why you picked that song to be the name, and then I want to talk about the song for a little bit, too. Um, So why is... I just liked the image. I had that image in my head of the rose and the, the uh, again, with sort of the the spacey, hippie feel 
Like if you think about maybe maybe just a little bit of a ripoff of American Beauty cover, yeah, you know, if I hear you, that. you know the American Beauty I cover, do. it's no, it's just a straight rose, but it's just, just a little, <laughs> we'll call it an homage. There we go, exactly, we'll not a ripoff, an homage. You know, um, and that 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 was probably really where it came from. Is just I was thinking about the album cover, but but also just that that embroidered rose. Uh, which I was a little sensitive to it just because, I, I, once again, I did not want to fall back onto the old Americana country tropes, you know, of, of you know, Buck Owens and Jim Lauderdale, all, both of whom I love dearly. Right. You know, but uh, like, but, but that sort of thing. But I figured if we threw enough, threw enough hippie, hippie juice on it, it that it would, it would, but, but that is sort of the vibe we're trying to go with is that, you know, uh, hippie, cosmic, American beauty type of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Which that, is up, so up, up my alley. And in fact, I love uh, I love the line, dirty, grungy, stinking hippie exactly, band. Exactly. Like, that's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think you played this at the, the book release party, didn't you? I played this you? at your book release party. I thought party. you did. I, was, I did. Because when I, when I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah. I played this at your I book release party. I forgot about the story. Because, and the reason was... When we were doing that, I wanted to specifically play story songs because we were doing a book release party of short stories. That's right. You talked about that. Right? So I was yeah. trying to think about what do I have that is a story because everybody else is going to be telling stories. I just want to tell a story, too, in a different way. Yeah. And those are two pretty funny stories. You know? <laughs> yes, they are. Two separate stories, but 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 you know, equally kind of humorous. And that was the idea. Yeah, the be- the beginning with the uh, the kind of the fist reminded me of that Isbell song, um, "Songs in the Shower." Oh God! And he talks about the fist, and he wondered if he had you know had an eighth of a second. Yeah, to wonder if that's he got a great the joke. Song. Like that reminded me of that. Which is yeah, I probably had thing. that in my head somewhere. But that is the. I mean, you know, that was that really happened. It was at Hole in the Wall in Buckhead. Well, that's uh, a perfect place. Yeah, for that of to course. <laughs> And I was, you know, uh, I don't know, was trolling for girls. Some other dude was trolling out. Who knows? Is pushing it's and shoving. A, it's a great story, right? But I really was like sitting there shirtless, you know, like just a jackass, <laughs> just shirtless in the bar. Well, and they really did throw this poor bastard out. But that's really where it came from. Is what what did what did that guy have to say about that night? What did he tell his girlfriend or his friends? Like, well, how was your night? You know, what was his story? Because ours was. A joke. He's like, <laughs> you got calls telling, you know, like that whole bit. Yeah. You know. Um, and then the other thing is just sort of an homage to uh, our friends from Tishomingo. That's not actually my story. That's uh, that's uh, Richard Proctor's story from behind the drum kit uh, with the band Tishomingo. And, and Richard was our drummer for a minute, too. And he used to tell us all these stories because those guys traveled the country for like five years. Oh, cool. You know, and, and that was a story where, you know, they just got, they caught a heckler. You know, they caught a heckler, and 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 could and Cameron just could not take it anymore. <laughs> you know, I love that image. Yeah, it's that's what that's Richard's image. He's like, man, I just saw the his red wing boots. <laughs> it's the only thing I saw, Back the bottom of his boots. Yeah. Uh, where did you? Where does the Greg Allman line from? Is that a song or is that a quote? That no, he that's had? A, that's his. That's his line. Um, he used to say that. I, I read it in an interview of his, or, or heard it on an interview of his somewhere. And and he would say, uh, you know, you, and he would say like, you know what they say? Only a fool tells half, half the story. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know that they say that, but I like that you <laughs> yeah, said that, right. and I'm going to remember that exactly. And uh, you've done things worth remembering, right? Remember and I was that. like, and I'm going to maybe put that in a song, and it finally finally fit, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, very cool. Uh, I want to talk about hanging on. This is another Lee's. No, that's John's. That's, that's John's. John's. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Sorry, Lee, or sorry, John. I'm not sure who to apologize to. Yeah, on that. it's okay. Um, I I kind of I like this one too. Remind me again of uh, some Jackson Brown a little bit. Yeah. In a in a in a really yeah. fun good way. Uh, I'll, I'll, there's another song too that it, like it. It just has this f- the little the 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 way the beat leads into like this. I'm, I'm going to get the terminology confused, but towards the end of the uh, second stanza. Um, it just it, it it feels like it wants to be completed and then it does complete. Yeah, and I th- we've talked about that before on this yeah, podcast. Right, and that's right, one right. of my favorite things in music is when like you feel like you want something to happen and then they tease you with it, and then eventually it happens. Right. Uh, and I that that achieved that for me on this song uh, specifically. I really really like. Yeah, it. like I said, that's one of my very favorites. That that's that's what's funny is like we we do talk about how that being very apropos for. The, the times that we're in, right? But but I mean, he wrote that years ago, you know. Uh, and but uh, but he was going through some stuff, you know, which is which is why actually we we you know we we did have to turn to Benji a little bit more than we probably would have, and and prob- John probably would have played a little bit more, but he had some stuff going on like we all did, and um and uh and and I think that song is sort of emblematic of some of the stuff he was going through and some of the stuff that we're all going through, you know. Uh, there's just so many great lyrics in that song that, that they just get to me, man. I just because uh, I love my friend, but also I have my own stuff, you know. So like when I hear that, it just makes me feel uh, empowered, but also uh, communing with the rest of the world in a way. Like you know, um, we're just we're all just trying to hang on. That's exactly you know? right. Which you have to. It's hard to remember that. But it, but it's really defiant. Like the chorus is, they they can pick me up in the sludge and the dirt, and I'm hanging on. They can tie me up and rip our shirts, and I'm still hanging on. They're coming at me in the light and the dark, and I'm. Ha- it's like, it's sort of like his version of uh, I won't back down or something, you know. Yeah. Which is which is great, you know, because it's very vulnerable in the verses, but then very defiant in the choruses. Which it's I love that, you yeah. know. It's like I'm I'm a mess right now, but I'm gonna be okay. And I, I and and I love that feeling, and he is and was, <laughs> so that's great. That's I love that. Um, you close out with full speed ahead, yeah. Which again, we we talked about on the podcast, and uh, if I can figure out the engineering, I'll play a little bit from that previous podcast of sure. you doing it acoustically. Oh, that's fun. That would be super fun. I'll play a little bit with uh, have your permission to uh, put it on the. Uh, well, from the final version, yeah, of the that's a good idea well. to let people hear where it started and and where it went. Um, but it's just such an upbeat song, and we just mentioned Jim Brown. I love. I mean, Jackson Brown. You mentioned Jim Brown too. Yeah, Jackson's like, in there. Can sings like James Jackson is Brown. in there. Exactly. Jim's in there. The Faulkner reference. Yeah. Like, there's so oh, many good things in there. Oh, shit. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Mississippi, Mississippi boy doing Mississippi things. I love it. So what's funny is that song was so old. I had written that so long ago, but I could never find the right story. And I think I told you that. I it just took me forever to find the right story. And I finally was like. It's got to be about the time that me and my friend went and picked mushrooms in Memphis, you know, and 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 used it to to be the catalyst for an entire summer, really, you know, and just the the the, the feeling of that freedom of being a young adult and getting to go to the bars that you always kind of snuck off to go to like 616 was this dance club in Memphis that we used to sneak off to go to but now you can actually go to it you know what I mean <laughs> legally right you know and the Buccaneer which is this really cool like my first favorite like dive bar you know that's not here anymore but but just this really cool thing and to put those things in the song knowing that my friends 
in Memphis will hear that and like that, and that's part of it too. That's really fun. Yeah, that's a little Easter eggs for those guys. Exactly. You know what I mean? And just but 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 really that is just just that feeling of just fun freedom, harmless freedom, you know what I mean? Of of picking a mushroom out of some cow manure and eating it <laughs> yeah. and seeing what's gonna happen and next. And see what happens. Exactly. <laughs> That's the best part. I was like, all right, let's just see what happens. <laughs> We're along for the ride now. Right. Full speed ahead. <laughs> Full speed ahead. We're going forward. Exactly. But uh but that was you know, and it, like I said, it's just it seemed like a really fun way to end the album. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's a hard rocker, and none of the other songs are like that. Yeah, that's the other thing, you know. So it's like it's a good way to sort of. It's the only one that doesn't have pedal steel on it, for instance, in the whole record. The, the rest of it all has a pedal steel part on it, but not that one. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a great way to close the album. Yeah. It rocks, and it's a good driving song. It's good, yeah. good Jeep song. Good, yeah. Windows you down. Careful, so. you don't drive off the road or exactly. get, a, get, a, get a speeding ticket <laughs> and right. a cautionary tale. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a message for the youth as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the album's out. Mm-hmm. Um, how did it feel? Playwright, you get certain um, highs when the first draft's done, yeah. final draft's done, rehearsal's done, performance is done, depressed when it closes. What's the what's the songwriting and performing and band emotional arc of oh, the album? Oh gosh, it's 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 knowing actually that it's really it feels like the ending, but then it's actually the beginning beginning because then you have to figure out you got to figure out ways for people to listen to it, you know, which is great for us doing things like this and getting reviews and playing shows and and that and that sort of thing. But um, really for me, uh, it, it, it's I'm very proud of it. You know, uh, it, it's uh, the, the the best record that that I've been a part of so far. That I, you know, um, it, we were kind of almost there on the Haraway Brothers record that we did, which you and I have talked a lot about, yep. uh, and it was very close. But that one informed the sound of this one. It was that which was intentional. It was like, let's take that and do more with that idea. You know, let's do more with that idea and see how far we can bring that in. And and that was just really four people that did that. You know, and 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 intentionally so. Like I really just wanted that to have a lot of space and be about the pedal steel. And Benji was in on that and supporting that pedal steel sound with the guitar licks that he was doing, which was great. But we just wanted to make that bigger and weirder and fuller, and to to know that we achieved that creative vision is really really satisfying. Now now I have to get other people to listen to it you know what i mean that's that that's really the hard part but 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 i'll, I'll give you an example of a, of a real moment it's been out now three weeks right and so this past friday um you know i like i said i listen to music every friday and this this past friday uh sturgill simpson put out a cool new record you know the ballad of jude and one dude and juanita and james mcmurtry put out a cool new record um the horses and the hounds i think something like that and uh, and they're both amazing records. Like they're my two favorite records that I've heard this year. I love these records, and I was just listening to them. I had to drive Mackenzie to her first high school football game. She's not in high school yet; she's in eighth grade. But she and her friends went, so I drove her and picked her up. And the, and the rest of the time, I was just I was just listening to these two records, right? And then somewhere along the way, I was like, "All right, moment of truth." Just, just throw your record in, in after that, just sonically, right? To feel it, and it stood up to me. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to compare whatever. I'm just talking about like just as a product. Yes, I'm talking about as a product, not like taste and 
I'm trying to compare our songwriting to James McMurtry, one of the greatest American songwriters <laughs> living. I'm not trying to put us in that class. I'm just talking about like, it sounds like it belongs there. Exactly. You know what I mean? It just yeah. it sounds like it belongs. It's, it's competing in the right space. It's, it sounds right. The drums are big and fun, and the choruses are big and punchy, and I like the way the voices sound, and the harmony's cool, and like, now, you know, but now comes the hard part. Now you got to get people to hear it. You know, that's well, it's the hard part now that the hard part's all right, part of the hard part's right. over. Now that's the new hard part, right? It's like now it's you know, you've you you made the baby, now you have to get, <laughs> yeah. get the baby to adulthood, you're right. Which and that is that is, uh, as uh, yeah, how the fuck do you do that? Mm-hmm. Like, what man, I've, I've so it's listens, it's uh, I have uh, I have really gotten into Spotify, um, I really love Spotify. To pieces, actually. Because you were old, you were old school. I remember. Uh, I know. <laughs> uh, and, and, but I am so in on it, and I love, and I think it's just a, such a great product. And, and I look at it uh, almost daily now, and, and you can see it. Like it, it, it's this beautiful little arc, and and ours is 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 a slower arc, but it is an arc, and it is an upward arc, and and that's really it, and that's really all you're trying to do is just continually improve the listening, and you want more and more people to listen to it. And so, really, it's as simple as going to Spotify and hitting "Follow the Sundogs." Literally, when you go to the go to the, the artist page, all you have to do is hit "Follow," and all that right. helps. And then, if you stream it, that helps too. Stream it in your when you're working, stream it when you're doing the yard work, when you're in the car, you know. And then the idea is: this is my personal organic marketing idea: is that you will listen to it. And that you will like it. Hopefully, it will become a part of your life. And then that this certain person, like myself and like many others that are like this, will purchase it on vinyl because we do have it available on vinyl. Oh, that's you, cool! You, can buy you are it. doing vinyl. Yes, you can buy it on vinyl from our website. We are looking for a distribution partner so you can buy it in record stores and all that. It's all coming. The vinyl supply chain is just as fucked up as every other supply chain right now. I believe but you. But you can and, order and you it. would know. <laughs> right. Supply exactly, chain. exactly. But you can order it right now. And and that's and we know that it's going to be a slow build, so we're not in any hurry. You, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like we just really what we want is for people to listen to it, and then when they get to that part of the journey, they can buy the vinyl. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, it, it you know I'm I'm listening to it so it pops up on all of our family's daily mix. You oh, know, see, and, and that's, that's what I love about Spotify. You know, it's, it's just I agree. Great. It's a good, it's a good it's product. Smart about the way that it 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 feeds songs to you, you know, which I like and different artists and and, uh, and, and if you start to create playlists and I, and I've started to do this, just sort of create bands that are trying to that I think are cheap, are are in the same sound zone as ourselves, and just continue to hit on that then it just feeds you more and more and more stuff which is just great you can learn more and more music if you do it that way yeah that, that's really cool uh if i wanted to buy a starter turntable would you have a recommendation uh well i have a uh gosh i'd have to go look at the brand man i don't remember the name of my brand but it's a good brand uh it, i want to say it's uh, uh, uh gosh i can't i'm sorry like elastics or something or rec- uh, i can't remember but but it's it's great but I think it's more about the receiver and the needle, the little things you can add to it, as long as it's just a good, probably, I don't know, $200, $100, $150 turntable. And then if you get yourself a nice receiver, uh, and, and it's just one of those other things to build, you know, it's just 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 continue to improve on. Right. You know. Because I need more shit to spend money right, on. Right, exactly. And to take up room in our house. But I love it. You know, I, <laughs> I love the experience. I hope, 
I, I just like the experience of putting on a record and letting it play, let and 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 certainly the liner notes and and understanding who wrote what and who played on what. That's fun. And the 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 album covers. Was that fun to package together of and put course, together? Yes. What was? Can you mention a highlight? Well, or? yeah, I can. Uh, is that so? You know the 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 the, the embroidered rose where we're talking about. Um, Cameron jumping into the into the audience after the heckler, yeah, and su- like Superman and Benji was kind enough to, which we recognized at the time, but then at re- really after recording, like he literally records like a swoop, you know, <laughs> like he's <laughs> nice. like a takeoff, you know, Get the arc, and we just loved it so much that that we put Cameron in there. If you look into the sky, he's Superman flying, <laughs> yeah. with, and he's got boots. You know, and he's with a cape. So it was a little, we love him. You know, he's one of my best friends, and I just think he's wonderful. And so it's great to just, those little inside jokes are the best. And he'll be on there forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Immortalized. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, what are the shows you're going to see? So you mentioned you were seeing some shows. Yeah, I'm going to see the Future Birds Night? at the Eastern. Which, uh, I don't know the Eastern. Is that- it's brand new. It's over on Memorial. Okay. I think I literally that might be the first my side of town that makes me happy yeah that literally might be the first show I, I'm not to, I'm not totally sure and and I don't know if it's going to happen right I mean people are canceled like Driving and Crying just canceled their Tabernacle show but then immediately rescheduled for a show out in Roswell the same venue that we're playing in October okay so this is what's happening you know it's like you cancel that then you look for which is fine but I'm gonna go see that uh I'm going to go see the Black Crows on my birthday. I fought it for the longest time because I'm not really that into their money grab that they're doing. But it's I don't like, even know what you're talking about. Like, like reunion, I guess. Is that well, what you it's mean a by reunion money with grab everybody, or? but the, you know, it's just Chris and Rich, which is fine. You okay. Know, okay. You know, but the, the Black Crows were about more than those guys as much <laughs> as they would like to think that they weren't, but that's okay. Right. For, for, for fans, you know, and that's all right. Um, but, uh, you know, they're one of my favorite bands ever and I'm just going to have to forgive and get over it because I went, went ahead and got tickets. It's, it's literally on my birthday. What am I going to do? Not go see the Black Crows on my birthday? It's, it's, at, Lake, it's at Lakewood. I mean, they what designed the it for you. I know. It's like, what am I going to just be some existential complaints? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think I, think, I think maybe I should maybe get over myself It's a not bit. the real Black Crows. Right. I'm not And they invited Sven. Like, I can, I can, they invited Sven back to play bass. Like, they, you know, I'm, I'm sure it will be wonderful <laughs> yeah. and my tune will be uh, I will have a wonderful time because I, I love those songs and I will always love those songs. Outstanding. Yeah. I haven't been to Lakewood in forever. Me neither, man. But, yeah, you come, come along. I'm sure there's tickets. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah, I'm sure there's <laughs> tickets. Uh, but it's on the it's on the 4th, which is my birthday. So, I mean, I, I got to do that, you know. So I'm, I'm doing that. And then maybe going to see the Jacket. They're playing somewhere in there, too. You know? All right. But uh, that's, up, that's up north and that's a whole thing to figure out how to get home from that. So I don't know. We'll yeah, see. that's 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 a project. The Alpharetta yeah. the Amphitheater there. Well, there's some other shows like Doctor Dogs playing at the Tab. Which going to see that, but I don't know if that's going to happen. You yeah. know, uh, I don't know. I I, I went on a, a little bit of a ticket buying spree when everything opened up. <laughs> well, right? I know. Like, it's so now I don't, I don't know what's going to happen or if I'm going to see all these shows or not. But, yeah, but we'll see. I mean, Isabel coming up in December. Uh, oh, I got tickets to that too. Yeah, I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be to that. Yeah, Warren I got tickets coming, to that, is that too. January. That's January. I got tickets to that. So too. hopefully we're uh, a, maybe we're in a better place by then in December. I hope so. God, let's hope so. James and Mercury moved from September to that. April, you and that. Um, that was disappointing, but also again, like relieved if they're not going to do fully vaccinated. Yeah. you'd be yeah. 
not quite as uh, quite as into it. Well, thanks for this, man. Man, thank you. It's, it's been a ball. It was really, really cool to again see some of these in the beginning, and or you know, one of these in particular, and then hear the embroidered rose, the acoustic version of that, and then hear the full band. And uh, again, I think you should be incredibly proud. Thanks, Mike. Uh, I hope it does incredibly well. Thank and, you, man. Um, so everybody, yeah. So follow on Spotify, and yep. then buy the vinyl. Yeah, man, buy that vinyl. You'll yeah. love it. You'll love it. Uh, until we meet again. Yes, sir. Thanks. Well, cool, man. Do you want to play the song? Absolutely. Wanna... All right, sweet. Yeah, I would be happy to play it. So again, it's full speed ahead. Oh, no, I think this will be fine, and I'll just kind of do it like this. All right. Okay, cool. All right, so it's the second time I ever performed. The first time was uh, 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Try September back in Memphis with air so thick you could conjure Elvis and ask him to take the bridge on train I ride. We got psychedelics on the floorboards, bartering drugs and praising the Lord and pardon the waves like Moses at the creek. Looks like I'm full speed ahead. Speed ahead. Looks like I'm full speed ahead. Breaking ankles and breaking waves. Well, I'm on the lookout for someone to say, Absolute, absolute. Help me find my. Thank you for listening to the Origin Story Podcast. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. To learn more about Pinecone Turkey, visit pineconeturkey.com.